Canuck Central in the Kintech studio, Dan Richo and Satyar Shah. We've got producers uh, Josh Elliott Wolf, Elon Chark with us today. It's a Wednesday, so you know what that means. That's right. It's overrated, underrated. Every single Wednesday, we mm. prompt you for your topics, and we decide if they are overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. Like Black Friday sales. Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. I think all sales are good. In you general. think so? Yeah, sales are good. I mean, if you're buying, looking to buy stuff, it's good to have sales. Yeah. Like, especially in this economy, why pay regular prices for things if you can avoid it? Why ever buy anything that's not on sale? Right. You know? I mean, especially nowadays, you got to try to, you know, everything's gone up in price. Yeah. You got to try to save a shekel here and there. Feels like even Apple is doing... Uh... Like uh, sales now, you'll see uh, their phones and watches and stuff like previous generations at Costco. Yeah. You know, everybody's got a sale going on. Why buy anything full price? Man, I sound like such an old man right now. <laughs> We're becoming old men. Anyways, well, Josh, you used to work at a uh, electronic store. I did. Uh, back then, Black Friday was like a month. <laughs> yeah, it's there, always a month. I will say, okay, but they was go like, down was more the action, on the day. Yeah, was, they go down more on the day. So Black Friday and Boxing Day, there were door crasher sales in store, or yes, uh, both, both uh, online and in store. And okay. I, I will say, uh, Black Friday was generally better than Boxing Day. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. wasn't even a Canadian creation to begin with. We just like. All the, all the companies were like, you know what? We should do this too. Well, it's like, why let people go to the States to go shop in Black yes. Friday? You can shop, shop here for Black Friday. I think true. that's a big part of it. Too. Very true. Yes. Uh, so uh, next one. Yes. We'll take from the listener, Justin and East fan, benching JT Miller. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. I, I mean, it, it had the desired effect. So how can you say that it's overrated? It's, it's something we've been sort of looking to see if – coaches would do here in Vancouver and Rick Tockett has done it so I appreciate it it's underrated yeah I think it's underrated in terms of its impact I mean some of the discussions sometimes can be overrated in terms of you know where it goes yes but I do agree that the move in and of itself underrated accountability is very good Mm -hmm. we haven't seen enough of it here I think Tockett knows that he can uh like he can do that with Miller right And it's going to resonate with the rest of the team. But also, that's a player who he needs to keep his emotions at a good level. Mm -hmm. Not run too hot, but keep them at the the right level. You don't want to dial them back too much. But you don't want them to get too hot. You want to keep JT Miller right in that sweet spot, which is where he's been for most of the season. But last night, yeah, the penalties were a bit much. Next one from Ernest. A pointless and minus two. He was underrated last night. I was gonna. I, I knew where you were gonna go with this. So, like last night, uh, there was a couple of times he made some pretty big defensive plays. Yep, good stick, man. Yeah, kid's got a good stick. I know he's not done enough offensively, but you know what? When you're only making one point six million dollars, I'm not gonna cry about it too much. As, as long as you are doing your job defensively and that he has been doing for most of this season and the role that he's been given by the Vancouver Canucks, I can live with it. Now there's going to have to be some scoring eventually, but I still think 
the signing to this point has had a net positive effect on the Vancouver Canucks. What have we talked about? Steady play down the middle. Yeah. At the very least, we, we get offense, but the Canucks have a top six. It's like at least for the bottom six, can you not get shelled? I'd rather have a scoreless Pew Suter right now than Sheldon Dries. Yeah, because he couldn't take the same type of shifts. And also, his face-off percentage this season, 55.6%. It's been good. He has been good. He's playing 15 minutes a game. He's been good defensively. He's a dash, too. But considering the fact that he's got no offense going for him, he hasn't been on the ice for any offense, Yeah, him being a dash, two through nine games tells you that he's been pretty good defensively. Because had he just had like been on the ice for three points even here, we're talking about a guy maybe being plus three or plus one. Yeah. He's been, like, he's been solid, you know, and a big part of the reason... Not so much, uh, well, last night in some of those chaotic moments that the Canucks were having, he made some uh, big-time defensive plays to, you know, uh, lift a stick mm -hmm. in, in the slot and, you know, challenge a shot, challenge a potential high-danger chance, prevent it from happening. You know, those are those are big moments that you need in a game where you clearly didn't have your, your best stuff as a team. And if you're deciding to, or if something happens to one of your top six centers and he has to take a shift with Petters, with Besser, or if he has to take a shift with Kuzmenko, yeah. he's talented enough that he can not look out of place being there. Not long-term, but can he be there for a spell and he can handle that? Uh, I've liked Puce Suter. We haven't had enough pew 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 moments, pew, but eventually they'll get there. <laughs> uh, next one from Nate: the Senators hiring Peter Shirelli, overrated or underrated? If it happens, uh, would it be bad if I did it, Chirelli? Because that's how you would. Yeah, don't. Say okay, it. sure. I, I mean, that's actually? your brand. Is it actually? <laughs> it would be. I, yeah. It would. It okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's how you would say it. No, nobody wants to hear that. But uh, look, this would be an incredibly underrated move for the takes. I'm here for it, man. I don't know why this guy would get another job as a general manager in the National Hockey League. I've been uh, floored before by National Hockey League teams and their pensions to just run through the same old guys that have done it or been there before. And after everything that happened in Edmonton, I just... I don't know what this, uh, what he's done to earn another general manager's job. I'm not saying he shouldn't have a job in the league, but you're telling me this is like one of the 32 guys that should have a general manager's job in the National Hockey League? I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't think he should get it. Now, the question is, does he have a good relationship with Michael Andlauer? Ultimately, oftentimes... That seems to be the yes. Yeah. And Steve Steos, right? They were... They work bring, together. He brings he Steos him. into yeah. to Edmonton. Now, it could very well be the case where Steos becomes a GM, and then he brings along Shirelli in terms yeah. of as an AGM or something, which whatever. Like, you know, you can be mad about it, but whatever, right? Like, you know, people can learn from their mistakes. People yes. can evolve and get better. I think that's okay. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what we see. Yeah. It just wouldn't be very um, encouraging if you go from Pierre Dorian to... Yeah. Peter Shirelli. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a pretty tough go. And it's a tough sell for the fans, I think, too. Uh, the, the takes and hockey Twitter would be fire, though. So it would be underrated if it did actually happen. I, I don't even think, you know, he got the most flack for the Hall for Larson trade. And, you know, Larson, it took a while, but Larson ended up playing a pretty damn big yeah. and quality role for the Edmonton Oilers. And I don't think they've really replaced Larson's minutes mm -hmm. since they lost him in free agency to the Seattle Kraken. But like that last stretch of him as general manager of the Oilers, when he signed Koskinen to that extension, he traded for like Brandon Manning and 
Alex Petrovic. Like, those were just awful moves that made zero sense and did nothing but set the Oilers back. Now, those are the kind of, like, moves that are desperate for a guy that's about to lose his job that I just, I don't know how your reputation overcomes that more than anything else. Next one from uh, Davey Boy. Names and numbers on practice jerseys, overrated or underrated? I'm here for it. Underrated. Why not have uh, names and numbers? Feel like on it only, uh, only makes it easier for media when they're there. <laughs> you know? But I mean, the media that are there almost every day, pretty much, they know which guys which. Yeah, they should yeah. know. I, th- I think it's, should. It's good for training camp because you have like so many different players yes. out there. You know, so it's. It's harder to decide. They're also color coded, so I guess it's not really yeah. as an identifier. You don't really necessarily need it. No, you don't need it for practice. No, it's, you don't have enough guys on the roster. It's not like the NFL, you yeah. know, where you know you need to distinguish between a lot of different guys. Yep, you can figure it out. I still think it's underrated. Name a number on the back. On practice jersey? Yeah. Training camp jersey. I don't know why. Just like uh, it yeah. just looks too All much. Of them. It's just like no, a it practice doesn't. jersey. It's you fine. have your name on it. You pra- Nobody gets to see it. It's like, I'm so you, like your I'm teammates don't forget your name. I'm that guy that's like, why don't the Yankees put names on the back of their jerseys? Or they just do it for the home. I think it looks better without the names, to be honest. With really? The yeah. It's, it's just cleaner. More classic. It's classic. It's classic. It's traditional. Yeah. Mm. Lame. Next one. Nav. Sat's reaction to the Browns losing. Underrated. Oh, underrated. Overrated or underrated? <laughs> so underrated. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was I mean, so perfect. I'm going to say overrated. There wasn't, there wasn't much there. Look. Just the, disappointment in my eyes. Uh, <laughs> Bick look. recording it. It was just ruthless. <laughs> I think sometimes, like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel people forget that we're, like, huge sports fans. Yes, yes. You know, and, like, that's the, <laughs> the main reason we got yeah. into this business. So <laughs> when, whenever we have, like, a a normal moment where we're, we we get to be a fan. And we're just being a fan. Yeah. Um, and you have you experience heartbreak all of a sudden. Yes. <laughs> I, lo- I love those moments, you know? I <laughs> uh, absolutely love those moments. It reminded me of, like, uh, early in my Sportsnet 650 days and uh, when Sweden beat Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And knocked Italy out of World Cup qualification for the 2018 World Cup. And I was in the middle of doing a show. So, and I was just losing my mind. Yeah, you're heartbroken. you uh, crestfallen. Somebody was filming me from the back room. Yeah, just the reaction was great. You're just crestfallen. I mean, that's the Sat thing. was an angry parent, like disappointed parent. I was. You, I was that, you were more disappointed parent than you were like angry sports fan though. One thing you know, that was enlightening is like how sad I look. Yes. <laughs> when I watch the Browns, like now I realize because I don't go <laughs> look myself in the mirror. But I was like, is this how I look every Sunday? You got a fake smile every time you're watching the Browns. I was a smile. I was biting my lip. But from now on. From yeah. now on, yeah, yeah I was yeah. biting my lip and then it looked like I was smiling. Maybe, but yeah, no, I maybe I'll try to smile. That was Josh's face after Kirk Cousins got hurt. <laughs> yeah, it was an equally bad Sunday for. Well, mine was probably worse. Because you know what, I I do appreciate the um, the not so over the top reaction <laughs> because social media has created this like fad of. You my, my team TV. is yeah. You, my team like lost, so I have to like throw my TV across the street. The guys like pull out their guns and shoot TVs in Texas. It's just wild, man. It's like yeah, the Cowboys lost again. Okay. What, what are you so mad about? This has been your entire existence, probably. Yeah, I will say I've never been able to be a guy who gets like obviously mad at sports. I'll be disappointed, 
but yeah. I won't get angry. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had I'll some... get angry at, like, refs or whatever, but it's... not at a result. I don't know why, but soccer, like, brings the worst out of oh, me watching man. soccer. Like, it with football, so... I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game. And same thing with other sports. Like, I'm, I'm really engaged. But I find, like, I get enraged with soccer sometimes. <laughs> like, when, when a Italy call goes lost against to North you, Macedonia, yeah, I was just like, man, <laughs> I know this is tough. I know Krez is going to take a lot of uh, glee out of this. But, yeah, I've, I've been enraged one or one or a hundred times watching Chelsea play. And, um, yeah, sometimes because I feel like they were hard done by and also sometimes because of the performances they've had. They've, they've also given you great moments. Of they joy. have. They have. And that's why it's I yes. think that's I think that's why it's it's the swings are so big. Yes. Because the levels of joy have been incredible. <laughs> Whereas the Browns are just like always disappointing you. It's just always disappointment. Constant disappointment. So you have like a resting. All right. Yeah, resting bitch face when uh, when, the, when the Browns are playing. <laughs> Pretty much, but no, I'm 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 enthusiastic. Like I was cheering. Like I was I was. They were down fourteen nothing. I'm like, just make a game out of this. I wasn't upset too much. You know, they made a game out of it. Yeah. And then just at the moment, I thought they were actually going to win this game. Started to let yeah. yourself hope. <laughs> and that's when it when it came crashing down. The hope that kills you. Yeah, it, exactly. it, it really is it the really hope is. that kills you. It really is. It's like Elon being a Bills fan. You know, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be. Uh, 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 basketball, Phil. James Harden's career, overrated or underrated? Oh man, uh, I really dislike James Harden, so I want to say overrated. No, it's hard to say overrated, man. Like his his the second half of his career so far is overrated, no doubt. But like for a long time, he was legit. If it wasn't for the Golden State Warriors, maybe with the Rockets, they they get to the NBA Finals and win. Like he's also faced some pretty tough teams in front of him to be able to get to that point. Yeah, you know, um, I think the biggest mistake that happened was OKC breaking up the big three. Had they just kept it together and not worried about paying the luxury tax, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they win a championship with those guys, right? I, so I think his his career is underrated based on where the narrative around his game is today. He's a MVP. Three-time scoring champ, seven-time All NBA. I mean, it's kind of hard to like put together a career like James Harden has. Yeah, twenty-fifth all-time scoring list. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's a top twenty-five player all time, but it's just more. I don't get why teams keep trading for him. <laughs> Stars like, are lately. hard to find. Yeah, well, probably you know? because of all the the aforementioned accolades. Yeah, but they you are very aforementioned. He's been more nuisance than he's been help to contending teams for how many years now? Yeah, it's been a few. But it's also one of those things where like he has a bad big contract, a lot of bad contracts in the NBA. If you're shifting the money around, it's not like they got this huge haul back in return. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's been a long time since the fear of the beard era. Fear of the beard. It's hard to say he's underrated though. Yeah. Hard to say he's, uh, I mean, overrated. It's hard to say he's overrated. All right, what do we got next? Next one is uh, Chef Swagger. The Starbucks winter drink menu, overrated or underrated? Overrated. Oh, is it Has it launched? I don't know it's overrated. <laughs> I don't know it's <laughs> Oh, my God, they're back November 2nd. Unbelievable. It's oh, tomorrow. Get hyped. Uh, like, what's the difference? Like, I, I mean, I get my, like, my favorite latte is my favorite latte. It doesn't change. Here's what else. As so, a, I just dropped my phone. As a, as a he's, big, he's about to get really serious. As a big, uh, like fancy coffee guy, peppermint mocha guy in particular, I get, I get excited. Oh, you get excited? Yeah. Oh, isn't that cute? Uh, peppermint <laughs> mochas are nice. 
Do you get excited about the cups? At least new no. cups. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I like festive things. Like I'm excited for like. I'm not getting my Christmas stuff up now, but once we get past Remembrance Day, like you know, yeah. later this month, I'm pretty excited about getting my Christmas stuff out. You got Here some go. Chrome stuff. I got some Chrome stuff. Like if I got like more new age stuff, it's not like too big or whatever. It's just it just it, it just warms up the place. All right, all. which drink are you most likely to try? We know Josh is going peppermint mocha, yeah. iced gingerbread oat chai, peppermint mocha, caramel brulee latte, chestnut praline latte, a sugar cookie oat latte. Oh, caramel brulee for sure. Ooh, that's caramel what I would do. Brulee. Was would there be something you defer to, Josh, if you're not going probably a uh, caramel brulee as well? Yeah, that's but, not, that one's actually not peppermint bad. mocha. Is like, can't be beat. <laughs> Are you guys like mint chocolate guys in general? I'm a huge mm. mint chocolate. Nah, guy. not really. I mean, I don't mind it, but like, I was never like, you know, what is it after after dark, after midnight, after uh, eight, after, after eight. eight, after after eight, yeah. Oh, yeah. After eights, I could crush like half a box of those. Yeah, they're love bad. mint chocolate. Mint ah. chocolate ice cream, the best. It is. Mm. Well, not like the green one dough. though. Cookie dough. Is Cookie dough is also very good. Uh, we'll end with this one. Yep. So, anyway, Starbucks went to correct menu. <laughs> Underrated. Okay, I think we all good. decided. <laughs> no, I said overrated. Go on. <laughs> well, who's to say? Uh, Windsor, last one. Cheap candy after Halloween. Overrated or underrated? Oh, underrated. Well, overrated, man. You're going to give yourself oh. a cavity. <laughs> like, because you eat way more because it's cheap. It's like anytime you get something that's like cheap, you're like, I want to have more of it. Right? Yeah. Like, so it's like, it's like you're hurting yourself more. I want to be that guy and say, just don't get, the, don't get the big box. They make uh, smaller boxes now. Like, I, I bought a 25 count box of a coffee crisp like the little ones yeah that feels that feels like a good amount i'm just going straight for the the reese's peanut butter cups yeah i will say i do like me some reese's peanut peanut butter cups but mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna try to stay away in general <laughs> uh, daniel and campbell it's creme brulee what's wrong with you guys no no no. it's caramel brulee isn't it that's what it's called on the uh, on the website i'm yeah. reading it straight from the website that's what yeah. it's about that's the the starbucks specific yeah. is- I do agree that creme brulee is fantastic yes. and you should have real creme brulee, but it's we're going by by the Starbucks menu, and this is why I say it's overrated because it confuses people. Look at poor Daniel. <laughs> He's confused. You know what's straightforward, though? A peppermint mocha. <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting. I might go sugar cookie. I'm kind of, uh, kind of intrigued. Boring cookie, sugar boring cookie. drink. <laughs> you know, when I hear sugar cookies, all I can think of is Dave Chappelle. <laughs> And the P. Diddy yes. bit. That's all I can think about, sugar cookies. There's too many good moments out of the P. Diddy bit. Too many we uh, probably shouldn't get into. Yeah, no, uh, the, uh, yeah the uh, something to do with milk and sugar cookies yes. and Cambodia or something. That's all I'm going to say. That's all we can say. Yeah. Uh, for producers Josh and Elon, my co-host Sat, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Canuck Central. Hitting the most important topics for Vancouver sports fans. The People's Show with Vic Nazar. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.